everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Tech, episode 43, CDI, for April 21st, 2011. This week, we'll be bringing uh, a couple of special guests on from a company from CDI Computer Dealers uh, all the way up there in Canada. Uh, we'll, be ha- we'll have with us uh, Mr. Michael McKean and uh, Miss Elaine Robinette, and uh, they are uh, sales-type people uh, there at CDI. And before you uh, get up and walk out, uh, this isn't just a sales pitch, uh, although they are salespeople that will be talking with us. Uh, this is a company that we have personally dealt with uh, here at our school and as individuals. And um, it's uh, it's something that we really believe in. They deal with uh, refurbished computers, uh, and they sell them at a considerable uh, discount. So it is tightwad approved. And in this time when it seems like everybody's budget is getting cut, it's time to have a look at maybe some things that you wouldn't have before. And I highly recommend the concept of uh, refurbished uh, equipment. CDI is the company that I use, but there are others out there, and I highly recommend that you take a look at it. And so today we're going to talk about not just CDI specifically, but the whole idea of refurbished computers. These are computers that are almost always off-lease with some corporate entity. So um, uh, somebody leases them from Dell for, uh, you know, a year or two. Uh, Sean, in the corporate world, what was your lease time typically like? Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Usually 12 to 24 months. Right. So, and they generally don't like to go any farther out than that. So you get something and, you know, I've got computers at home that are five years old. I've got computers here at school that are 10 years old. So some, certainly something that's only a year or year and a half or two years old has a lot of life left in it. And so what uh, what these refurb companies do is they take these off-lease machines. Dell can't do anything with them anymore. They're, they're not new anymore. So they take them to these companies and they redistribute them at uh, half to a third of the cost that they were originally. So you get a machine that is still physically pretty sound, that in terms of hardware specs is still very modern, and you don't pay much for it. Well, and I think, you know, we should note that, uh, when I remember first looking at them and we were, we were a little leery ourselves and we were like, we really got to check this out. And, uh, they sent us some, some, uh, demo units and we checked it out and everything seemed really cool. And then, of course, our experience since has been great. Yeah, interestingly, we we bought all new computers. I, I've talked about this before. We we built a new high school here at our campus a, about three years ago, uh, and we built all new computers in there. And so when we uh, were asking uh, CDI to send us demos, what they sent us, um, of course, the cases were different and the labels on them were different, but the guts inside were pretty much identical to what we had in the classroom now. Right. right? So they were they were 24 months old, but they were exactly the same as our existing fleet. And so um, you can buy, you know, and if they're good enough today for the computers, uh, for the students to use every day now, they're certainly good enough to buy new ones. Right, right. Or new used ones. <laughs> and so that's uh, we'll get to them in a little bit, but first we have to uh, babble on about uh, other things. And Sean wanted to bring attention to uh, some changes on our website. Right. Well, I did want to mention it because, uh, one, I didn't, I wasn't sure if you were going to, Mark, and really this is, uh, all, uh, Mark's hard work that really, uh, has paid off for us, but he spent a lot of time, uh, going back in and, uh, just kind of updating the look and feel of the website, especially considering now that we've got, uh, two actual shows going. And, uh, so just kind of, uh, doing what made sense to us is reorganizing it so that it made a little bit more visual sense. Uh, so I wanted to throw that out there. Mark, you can go into the details of what you actually did. Well, the idea is that uh, we're no longer a single podcast. Like you said, it's no longer the Taiwan Tech podcast. We now have our Everyday Linux podcast, and, and we've got uh, at least one more in development, and I think maybe two more that might be happening in the near future. And so there's, we're, we're going to be adding shows, and we had mentioned previously that uh, that was our plan to, to become uh, more of a Taiwan Tech network uh, rather than just a show. And so the, the website as, as it existed, uh, really was only representative of the Taiwad Tech podcast. And we needed it to be, uh, more, uh, generic and, and to represent all of our shows. And so what really brought this about was, uh, our first released episode of, of the Everyday Linux podcast was last week. And I didn't have any place to put it. I didn't right. have any place to put the show notes or the RSS feed. So I had to, to work, uh, things around. 
it's still um, it's still rough. It's still some things that uh, that uh, need some work, and and this is where we need your feedback. I need you to tell me uh, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense, and how can I make it better. But the idea there is that now each show um, will uh, whatever the top show is will be under the the main page under the latest release heading, and you'll have uh, the logo artwork, uh, the iTunes artwork for that show right there in the show notes, so that it's obvious to you at a glance. Uh, what show you're talking about. And then over on the left-hand side, we have a uh, shows uh, bar right now with two shows on it. It's got the logo artwork and uh, and the description of the shows, and that's where we'll put new ones. Now, one of my concerns, and this is where I need you folks to help me out, is right up there at the top, we used to have our tightwad tip jar. And, um, you know, we weren't generating just tons of revenue off of that, but my concern is I moved that now to make the shows more... Uh, um, prominent. My concern is that when I took it out of sight, I took it out of mind. So right. I, while I'm not one to beg for money, I just do, do want to to mention and remind you that it's out there, that, that that you can donate to the show, and we take all the donations and put them directly back into the show. And, uh, you know, again, we have uh, uh, a uh, paid advertiser uh, this week and next week, but uh, that's that's certainly the uh, uh, rarity. We've only we've only done uh, we're looking at one month now when when this run is over in the uh, uh, twelve uh, thirteen months that we've been on the air. So right. uh, it's it's not normal. And uh, I just again I'm uncomfortable begging for your money, but please give me money. <laughs> you sounded uncomfortable there. <laughs> Uh, okay, so speaking of uh, being uncomfortable, I guess uh, in our, we're talking about our feelings, right? Is that is that what we're doing? Yes, this is yeah. our our episode of Oprah. Okay, well then, I gotta say I, I'm jealous, right? I I'm suffering. I don't know this jealous anger, right? Because see, last week we did we did our show, and Mark had his. Uh, we both have uh, the tightwad swag, right? With the hats and the and the shirts and things like that. And Mark got to wear his hat on. I wore my hat on camera, right? And I I was jealous because I had left my stuff at home, right? So I was like, ah, okay. But this week I'm going to change it. I'm going to make sure that everybody can see that I'm I'm wearing it loud and proud, wearing my tightwad swag. And I come in, and okay, there we go. We'll get like 30 seconds of video of me. Uh, I've got the hat and the the shirt on and everything. And what do we do? We do a video list episode. Yeah, I'm sorry, our our um, um, guests don't have a camera set up, so it's uh, right. I could just leave it right there the whole time. Right, so it's just, just like on you thing. the whole time. Let's see there. There we go. You can see the, you can see the shirt a little bit there. Yeah, I gotta say that 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 logo on the black shirt it's pretty cool. If you want to check it out, uh, uh, pull up uh, the uStream of this uh, of this show and check it out because uh, it, it's a cool looking shirt. It accentuates the muscles in my chest. You see that, right? <laughs> There's not enough photoshopping in the world to uh, accentuate that. So anyway. Uh, uh, that swag is available where, Sean? Uh, you can find it at uh, thetightwadtech.com. There's a store button at the top, and once right. again, this is begging for money. Although this is different because we don't make any money off of that. Uh, I've mentioned this before. The way that works is uh, we have a, uh, a service called CafePress.com, and they we uploaded our stuff, and they print the shirts or the mugs or whatever as you buy them. We don't have any um, overhead or anything like that. Uh, but their prices are pretty high, and I didn't feel comfortable adding markup to that. So like right. the shirt is uh, $21, I think, for the shirt, and that's my cost. That's the the, the the cost that Cafe Press co- uh, charges, and I didn't want to mark that up to twenty six bucks just so I could make five dollars. So uh, when you buy swag at the store, you're not uh, directly supporting us monetarily, but you are advertising for us, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, you're just helping our efforts to take over the world. Plus, you look really cool. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is like our all-marketing episode. Really <laughs> you got, any, got anything else there, Mark? Yes, uh, also this week, as I've already uh, alluded to, uh, we have our paid sponsor this week, and that is uh, Power PTC from CWS Software. And uh, if you haven't uh, remembered by now, CWS Software is Chuck Cypersky, the uh, lead developer of our favorite tool, Fog. And so since we love Fog so much, uh, we should give uh, Power PTC some love, too. And 
Power PTC is a tool. Uh, the PTC stands for Parent Teacher Conference. It is a tool that uh, allows uh, parents in a self-service way through your school's website to set up and schedule uh, teacher conferences. Or if your parents don't, uh, you don't want to let your parents have that access, a designee from your district, a secretary or a counselor, whoever's in charge of that can do this. And if you have... Um, if you use Pearson's Power School at your at your uh, district, uh, PTC Power PTC will link right into uh, Power School, pull all that data in. If you don't use Power School, you can upload it through um, uh, a CSV file. Uh, I did that with uh, the tool that we use. It was effortless. It was uh, harder getting the data out of the the thing than to get it back into to Power PTC. And then once you're there, uh, it is aware of all the teachers' locations and, and all of their uh, class schedules and, and the students and, and the parents of those students. It has all the information that your student information system has. So it's easy for it then to look and say, um, Mrs. Kowalski has uh, Johnny Bishop uh, third period. How do you like that? Make those names Yeah, up. that's nice. And, and, and Mr. Johnson has uh, Johnny Bishop fifth period, and teacher uh, mama wants to have uh, a parent-teacher conference with everybody. So he fig- uh, the Power PTC figures out um, when is the best way to do it in terms of time, um, where the teacher schedules fall in, or if you have it uh, uh, that information in there, it can be geographic aware if you're a diverse school district it can know uh, how far you'd have to travel and it can arrange them based on travel uh, distance or just based on time uh, this person can uh, can be available here and this person can be available here so your most efficient route is this and it, it does all that for you through a very simple web interface uh, you know I think uh, one of the neat things and uh, I mean this would apply to you mark is that if you have multiple kids it'll it'll take that and uh, manage both schedules so if you're trying to see teachers for two different kids or three different kids it's going to manage that for you absolutely and it'll figure out the the most efficient way for you to meet with all the teachers of all your kids and um, for the techs out there it's delivered as a, a vmware virtual appliance you simply download that and and run it on your vmware player no setup no installation no um java development none of that sort of stuff you just love that uh, you just fire it up answer a few questions that it asks you uh and it's all set up. And then once you get that done, you just have a web interface that is uh, very point-and-click easy. Uh, even the most non-technical person will be able to work their way around this. And uh, if you want to try before you buy, they have uh, a, a demo code that you can uh, that you can get. You have to email them, fill out a form. They'll send you a demo code so you can see the live actual VM that, that you're actually going to run with your actual live data for a limited time using the demo feature. But there, there's one drawback, right? Isn't there, Mark? You have to you have to send them a check like every week or something, isn't it? <laughs> no, you no? send me the check every week. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, the way their licensing works is you you pay for the entire uh, lifespan, as I recall. <laughs> I better go check that out because I, I don't want to say something that's not right. But as I understand it, you pay per right. version. So right. if you buy version 1.0, you keep it until version 2.0 comes out. And then if you want version 2.0, you pay for that. If you don't want, you can keep using version 1.0 forever. Right, and I remember uh, Chuck said that uh, there there would be, as m- any other software does, I mean, numerous iterations of the 1.0. I right, mean, it's not Fight, like- 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. Right. right. Uh, and the cost is is really minimal. Uh, again, this isn't a, a super powerful tool. This is a unitasker. It does one thing, so uh, you're not expecting to uh, pay a whole lot of money for it. But if you have uh, 200 students or less, it's absolutely free forever. At no cost at all. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and if you have, you know, uh, a thousand students or or less, uh, it costs you four hundred bucks, ever. Yeah, very reasonable. Right. So there, you know, there's no reason not to uh, at least check it out because it's available uh, again with the uh, with this demo license at no cost, and it doesn't cost you anything to set anything up. You don't even have to uh, part out a different server for it. Just uh, uh, most of you guys are going to have a virtual machine uh, implementation set up. If not, that's easy to do, and the tech uh, people who listen to the show will know how to do it. And so uh, the where you can find all this wonderful goodness is at cwssoft.com. Slash Taiwad. That's a special link uh, just for listeners of this show. Um, he's collecting metrics and just going to find out how effective we are at advertising. So even if you're not interested in the product, click that link lots of times <laughs> so that we get good data <laughs> that says that lots of people go. Uh, but if you do decide to buy it, 
use the coupon code TIGHTWAD for 20% off. And so it's already a very reasonably priced product, and we're giving you 20% off. So it, it totally is tight waterproofed. Absolutely. I agree. And so uh, that's the end of that commercial endorsement, and now comes our next com- No. <laughs> <laughs> feeling like that this week, yeah. but yeah, people, we didn't completely sell out. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely. There's still some parts for sale, and uh, I'll be auctioning, auctioning those on eBay later. Um, so uh, without further ado, we'll bring on uh, Mr. McKean and Miss Robinette of CDI Computers. So we have with us uh, Michael McKean and Elaine Robinette of uh, CDI Computers all the way up there in sunny Canada. Um, Michael, Elaine, tell us, give us your uh, two-minute pitch, 30-second pitch about wh- <laughs> what CDI is and, and what do you do. Can I make it a 10-second pitch? Do, do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, we sell recertified brand name PCs and notebooks into uh, the K-12 educational market. We've been in business for 31 years. Um, we have a motto up here in sunny Canada uh, at CDI, and that is uh, essentially we will do anything for our educational customers ask us to do outside of breaking the law. Uh, we find typically they come for the price and they, they stay for the service. Um, so as mentioned earlier, we've been in business for 31 years. The last 10 of those years has been completely dedicated to uh, K through 12. Uh, school districts throughout North America. And do you work only in North America? We have a global audience. Could our friends in Scotland avail themselves of your service as well? Yes, that's, that's correct. Although the large majority of our business is, is done primarily in North America, we, we do do business globally, yes. That's great. Um, talk about about your, uh, your business in a nutshell. You get these machines from where and do what to them? Sure. Um, most of our, I would say close to 95% of our machines come from an off-lease environment. Um, so your Fortune 500 companies at the end of their lease, uh, they're, they're tier one machines, so your Dell, um, HP, Lenovo machines. Uh, they come to our facility. Uh, they go through a, a two-stage um, test and audit process. Um, and then we put them back into education most of the time for one third of the cost of what the school may be purchasing new computers for. And uh, can you give us an idea of what these computers uh, are in terms of specs? I mean, businesses aren't known for going out and grabbing the hottest gamer uh, technology. What what sort of machines do you get? Or do they tend to be the, the budget-minded things or the, the middle-of-the-road sort of stuff or the high-end or, or what? Uh, that's it. That's Great question. It's a neat thing about us because we've been in business so long. Um, our product lines really do vary. We have schools that uh, are still requesting us to put as something as simple as a GX260 um, into their classrooms or a GX280. Um, so just your, your standard P4. Um, and then we work all the way up to what would we would consider our open box line of product, which is product that has been on the market for, you know, six months or, or less. Um, so, you know, dual core processors um, and, and your, all your top of the line Dell machines also, or HP or Lenovo machines. So really all the way from, you know, go back as far as product that's four or five years old, as new as product that's been on the market for six months. So if I want some of these newer product, am I going to be, be able to get those in the same quantity that I could the other stuff? Um. <clears throat> answer that question on the particularly newer product it's kind of um how do i say it uh i want to say yeah there's a lot of timing it's not our sweet spot it's not what cdi is known for so it's kind of um, when the product's available great but it's not something that we could possibly work with the school district and and put together a three or a five year refresh program or cycle with just because that product line, we can't have the same guarantee that we would with our core refurbished product line. And talk about that guarantee. What is that guarantee? Uh, as far as the product is concerned. Sure. Mark? And and the product and the warranty and the, the sure. post sale service, that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, Quite simply put, uh, just over a year ago, we decided we'd we'd take a look at our customer service policy. Um, 
And we changed our customer service policy from something that was a 12-page document to practically one sentence. That customer service policy is that we will do anything our educational clients ask us to do um, outside of, of course, breaking the law. Um, and normally when I have that conversation, whether it be at a trade show or on the phone or um, with customers or when we're visiting different people, they ask me to repeat it. Um, but that is clearly as simple as it is. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that we stand above our, not only our competition, but that we provide uh, a value add that really nobody else can. Um, so we've changed our customer service policy. Um, that's so essentially it's a zero questions asked policy. Uh, we will do anything our educational customers ask us to do. Um, I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you have any kind of rough figures on uh, how much your business is dealing with education, how much is dealing with uh, small business or uh, major corporates? I don't know. How do you guys uh, split that up? Sure. Uh, just over 95% of our business is done purely through education. Um, that number has seen a dramatic shift. Um, before our focus was education, which was um, prior to 12 years ago, um, it was uh, – pretty heavily embedded in the corporate reseller type environment as far as, you know, putting PCs and notebooks into small retail shops and stuff. Um, but over the course of the last 10 years being devoted to education, there's just been a huge shift in that. That's it's primarily where all of our focus is, but essentially we still have a very small base of customers, obviously that we didn't, you know, for lack of a better term, we didn't want to kick them out of doing business with us. Right. So we're still working with them. But uh, over 95% of our business is done in education. Uh, give me some rough numbers. I'm not asking you to, to go up and talk to your business manager, but how many clients do you have within you know, an order of magnitude? Sure. Um, we right now are currently working with just over 12,000 educational clients. And when I say 12,000, I mean that's a mixture of individual schools, whether it be private, charter, Catholic, um, some higher education, some college universities. And we're in and around the area of just shy of 1,400 actual school districts in North America. Okay. So roughly uh, uh, 1,400 schools. And what is the average time that those schools have been with you? Do they hang out with you for a long time and buy over and over? Or do you have uh, uh, mostly new customers? What does that look like? You know, our, our growth has been uh, tremendous, um, uh, especially over the course of the last close to now three years, our growth has been tremendous. But our customers who come for CDI truly, I think in the beginning, came for the price and they stay for the service. So we have a very, very, very low percentage rate of customers lost after a transaction has been made with CDI. The unique thing about us is is we're, we're small enough to be intimate with schools that only require to use us once a year, possibly. Maybe even purchase something as small as a classroom lab. Um, and we're very devoted to our service. So they have a dedicated uh, educational account manager like Elaine. Um, and then we're, we're big enough and we are strategic enough that we can work with some of the largest school districts throughout uh, North America. Um, we can deploy up to 5,000 PCs and 5,000 notebooks and, and as little as, as two PCs to go into a library of a school that's got 125 students. And I can speak to that a little bit from my personal experience. Uh, uh, Aileen is my dedicated account representative. Is that what you said? Dedicated account representative? Um, and uh, she's never going to get rich off of me. Uh, sorry to say that, Elaine. It's just never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we're a very small school with very minimal needs. Uh, and uh, But she treats us like one of the big boys. And so I, I can say uh, to that that, that that's true. That, uh, is there? Uh, you said that the, there's no t order too small. You, you could do two computers for a library. Uh, is there an order that's too big? No. No. <laughs> what's, what's the biggest order you filled she didn't have to slap me for that one either. <laughs> i came in simultaneously just so you know what, what's um, the biggest order you filled and do you remember who it was for yeah absolutely we we currently do business with um i don't know where they rank now it's rather fourth or fifth largest school district in north america which is of course the toronto district school board 
um, very close to us. We're just um, maybe half an hour north of where their head office is located. Um, we have a, a five-year contract with them. Um, to date, I, I don't want to say as far as, uh, I don't want to dead on accurate on the numbers, um, but we've been working with them for over five years now, and we've probably done upwards of over 25,000 PCs and maybe close to seven to 8,000 notebooks, I think, at, at just at this given time. That's a lot of computers. It's mm-hmm. a lot of computers. We, you, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. They're in Toronto. You can load those up on a truck and drive them over. Uh, how, how are you going to get something to South Texas, as far away as you can get from from Canada there, somebody down in, in San Antonio, Texas, or, or, or somewhere around there? Uh, how do you handle delivery and return shipments and things like that? Sure. So um, along with our new customer service policy, um, which is a no-questions-asked customer service policy, um, we – we brought in another one that we thought would be really focused on our educational clients, and that was a zero cost of ownership past point of sale. Uh, essentially, what we mean by that is whether or not we are shipping you um, a warranty repair unit or a replacement hard drive or memory for that matter, or you ha- or some computers had to come back to us um, for whatever the, the reason may be. Um, you're not going to have to pay for any of that. Um, we're going to take care of those costs um, after our, our original transaction. Um, we find that being in business for as long as we have, we have very competitive rates when it comes to shipping and logistics. Um, we have a couple of hubs throughout the United States, so that obviously puts us in a competitive situation. Um, I can tell you right now that we're currently working with a school district by the name of Abilene, um, school district where we we were conducting a takeout of some of their old systems, providing them a credit for those systems, and then obviously delivering um, over 1,200 um, units back into their school. So uh, logistically, we're at the top of our game. Um, when I first was introduced to CDI a year and a half or so ago, uh, you talked about a concept of a parts closet. Uh, is that still something you're doing? And if so, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think each uh, individual account manager kind of has their own name for it. So there's um, we make reference to it being called a parts closet um, on a lot of our marketing material, um, or sometimes throughout our articles in magazines like uh, District Administration. It may be referred to as a hot swap program. Um, what we did was uh, we conducted um, quite a few surveys and listened to our large base of customers. And we asked them from a service perspective what they liked about doing business with their current vendor. We saw an overwhelmingly response on on-site service. Um, from what we've known, obviously working in this market for quite some time now, is that um, each individual inside of each school district has been kind of asked to wear many more hats than what they may have traditionally before in the past. So. Um, people that we speak to that may be in charge of taking care of technology uh, could teach four different classes, um, also do work in the library and possibly um, coach physical education. So time is of the essence and they've had maybe one technician or maybe it's just them as far as technology is concerned. So we put a hot swap uh, program in place or a parts closet program in place. And what we essentially wanted to do was be able to provide additional units to educational customers to provide them with zero downtime. So if you had an on-site service from, you know, one of your, your larger, let's say Dell or HP, um, for instance, and you had to schedule a time for a technician to come into the school within a four hour window, uh, make sure you're signing or dotting the I's and crossing the T's that they have permission to be in the building. We thought we'd eliminate all that and provide additional units. So if a computer was to fail, uh, they can upload, take one of the units from the closet or the hot swap program, put it immediately into the classroom, and then at their convenience, let their dedicated account manager know that they need a replacement unit sent down. And we'll send a replacement unit, pick up the old one, and bring it back to CDI. Is there a set number or percentage of what these extra computers are based on how many you purchase? Does that library who buys two get two? How does that work? You know, I, I may be walking on really thin ice right now, Mark, but I'm going to 
say it depends on how much your account manager likes you. <laughs> <laughs> depends on how nice you want to be, right? Um, you know, to, to be completely upfront, you know, it's it, it's a great question because I don't think we have anything set in stone. Right. We 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 know what our we know what our failure rates are, which is below four percent, um, and that's on anything within the the PCs or the notebooks first 18 months or below 4% as far as having to conduct a warranty repair. So what we would call an RMA. Um, but we don't, we don't ask our account managers to really set a number in mind. What we ask them to do is kind of get a feel from their customer on how many that they'd feel comfortable with. Um, so it could be as, as little as if it's a classroom lab of 30 units, maybe they're going to send down one additional unit because they know by our numbers that may be the possibility of the failure within the first 12 months. Uh, it could be two units. Um, obviously, when we start talking about doing um, orders of you know, 500 and 1,000, then those numbers increase. Um, but we really listen to our, what our educational clients tell us and to date, you know, outside of some odd requests, you know, and, and, and we've done some pretty neat things, uh, they're never unreasonable. So if they purchased 100 computers and they're comfortable with having five hot swap units, and then we'll provide them with five hot swap units. Okay, so I want to order 10 computers and get 20 hot swap units. <laughs> I, like I said, that, from what I... Yeah. That wouldn't mean that I would have to break the law. Good luck with that. <laughs> so I'm com I'm completely okay with that. And, and uh, so I'm yeah. going to play three times as much for the ten, right? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> ah, see, so you do know Elaine very well. <laughs> All right. So uh, was was there? Um, I had a point there. I really did, and I lost it. So I'm just going to stammer here for a minute and hope it comes back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, it, it, it's what we found was that um, as far as the on-site, we didn't want to look at the on-site service that so many of our educational customers are used to as something that we couldn't overcome. We wanted to kind of take it one or two steps further. That's why we conducted so many surveys. And, and the overwhelmingly response that we got back wasn't, it wasn't CDI, oh, you should give us free units, but essentially what they were telling us in these surveys and when we talked to them, whether or not it's over the phone or at the trade shows was even sometimes scheduling on-site service to take place can be tricky um, and they got to make sure that somebody's available. At the end of the day, we just decided that we wanted it so that they could just replace that PC or that notebook in the classroom right away. They can get back to us when they get back to us. We service our educational clients' PCs and notebooks if they're 30 days outside of their warranty. We've serviced equipment that's two years outside of its standard three-year warranty. At the end of the day, if our educational customer wants us to um, provide that warranty service to them, then then that's what we'll do. Okay, so let's talk about that. I get the computer. Uh, primarily, you d deal with Dell uh, off-lease things, right? You, I know you have other companies, but your your bulk of your fleet is Dell. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so I get these Dells in, uh, and now I have a three-year warranty. Is that with you or with Dell? That's with us. Okay, so if I have a problem, I call you. I don't call an Indian named Bob. Uh, who works for Dell? <laughs> that is that is correct. Okay. No, just an Indian named Elaine. <laughs> in in sunny Canada. In sunny Canada, exactly. Hey. Hey. <laughs> well, I will say, uh, just uh, thinking, by the way, <laughs> as I've mentioned uh, before on the podcast, the 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 computer that we are recording this on right now that I will edit edit the show on and produce it on was provided by Elaine at CDI. Michael, I don't know if you know this or not. I may be getting her in trouble. Um, but uh, in exchange for some promotional uh, uh, appearances at the TCEA show in Texas, uh, she uh, provided me this laptop. The, the original one she sent me had a problem. 
Uh, yes, and I it, do recall this right, actually, and it didn't work. And you were talking about uh, the uh, um, responsiveness of your of your sales force. Uh, I don't know if Elaine is is special. Yes, I do know Elaine is special, right? She's listening, so I have to say that. Right there um, you go. <laughs> but but between you and me, Michael, I don't know if she's really all that special. Um, <laughs> But Elaine put my laptop in her carry-on bag and flew it to Texas and handed it to me because it was that important to her that I got it. And that, so that's a, uh, um, an example of how you uh, have, in, in my case, gone uh, out of the way uh, to help us out. Also, we, we bought some computers last summer for the school, and I'm not blaming CDI for this, but the shipper that you hired uh, were a bunch of morons. And... Um, <laughs> Several of the machines came just broken. I mean, just like broken, like a, a forklift had been shot through them. And um, so I, I called Elaine in, in not using my happy inside voice um, and explained the situation to her. And she just, without a question, sent me two replacements and said, here, we'll sort out the RMA of those others. But right now, here's two so you can get school started. So that's a, that's an example. Uh, and that's why I wanted to have you guys on the show because it's, I believe in your company in that you are saving me money, uh, right now as we speak in that I have these, uh, machines in, but you also took care of me after the sale. And there, I think education needs more of that. Well, and I, I think it's noteworthy also to add, and I know we've said it before, but uh, as far as districts go, we are the small of the small as well. So, you know, uh, and I've seen that in business time and time again, you know, you can get great uh, customer service when you're a big fish, but uh, when you're a little fish in the pond, uh, maybe sometimes you get overlooked and that's just not been the case. Always. Yeah, you know what, that's something we truly pride ourselves on that when when I first I've been with the company now for six years and when I first joined the company I was um, I was doing exactly what Elaine is doing now um, just a little over 20 months ago I was promoted if that's what you want to call it I don't think I get paid anymore <laughs> but um, and into the salesman into the sales manager position um, I, I can tell you that um, our president and CEO uh, I struggled always feeling like I had to visit him whenever an opportunity or a challenge came up with an educational customer. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, am I able to do this and am I able to do that? And that was right previously before we changed our customer service policy and our zero cost of ownership policy. Uh, it makes my job a lot easier. I, that I can assure you. At the end of the day, that's really what we we want to be known for, and and that is that we'll take care of um, schools that are are tiny, um, medium, and large, all in the same manner. Um, and and for that, I mean, even a large majority of the time, that even goes as far as pricing is concerned. You know, we're 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 a different beast, I guess, in that regard because um, you know it's not brand new product, right? Um, we want to share our our discounting and our price points to our educational customers for a purpose, and that's just to put more technology into the hands of students. Um, and and that's our primary goal. So I can tell you by changing a few things as far as our customer service policy was concerned, listening to our educational customers, it makes not only my job but Elaine's job a lot easier because, Mark, I can assure you that as much as Elaine told me about the laptop and stuff, I was familiar with that story because I was going to be traveling with Elaine to obviously the show. Um, and, and she brought me up to speed. I can assure you of one thing though. She, she would never have been telling me about that situation to ask for permission. And it's a unique thing to have because we have a sales force of 82 account managers, just over 65 of them, um, do nothing but uh, dedicated account managers into the into the United States, and it's nice to be able to look at um, these account managers every day and say, you know, at the end of the day, if you're making a good decision for the people you're talking to in education, then I'm okay with that. There's no need to ask me. And and that really goes as small as sending down a replacement unit, or possibly being part of a sponsorship program, or possibly. Um, you know, putting uh, more PCs or more notebooks into an EPP program so that, um, you know, kids have a computer to take home at the end of the day. That's kind of what we want to be known for. All right. So you uh, st uh, 
touched on something that I was going to ask. You uh, said you have 82 account representatives and about 1,400 clients. So my elementary math says that they each have less than 20 uh, clients that they deal with. Is that is that right? No, we have. Um, when I when I mention we're just under 1,400 school districts, but as far as actual um, schools themselves, like individual accounts, oh, I we're understand. Upwards, so we're up we're upwards of 14,000. So, Elaine, roughly how many people do you take care of at once? Uh, I would say current accounts I have in, that are active, I would say 40 to 45 right now. Okay. But see, it's all, it's all about time, how long you're in the, uh, the actual account database that you're given, and you're basically touch base with all of them as much as possible, but... How often do I get a hold of you, Mark? Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm I'm an email guy. If you want to contact me, email me. Um, clearly, that doesn't jive with you because you leave me messages on my phone um, uh, five times a month at least, and I never respond. And then the one time that I do answer, you're like, oh, Mark, you're there. Yeah, and, uh, um, you're right. I can tell you on that note, Mark, if you don't mind, um, there wasn't too long ago, just over two years ago, that we actually discovered that our our educational account managers' territories were much too large. Um, and it's a funny way to look at your business, I guess, but what we found is that they were having a difficult time reaching out to all the all the decision makers or all the contacts inside their territory. So a long and, and, and quick answer to your question is our educational reps right now have a territory that's comprised of 172 school districts. Correct. And, and, and that is their territory. Now, Elaine joined us at a time where um, the majority, if not all of our territories, were done geographically. Mm -hmm. um, right now, currently, if a new representative was to walk into CDI, their territory of 172 school districts could be spread throughout 14 different states. And do you find that to be a benefit or, or a, a, a detriment, uh, having people uh, dealing with people all across the country like that? Um, I'm going to give you the answer that my boss will like most, and that is that <laughs> I, I, no. um, I was a big part of that decision-making process, um, and what we decided to do was take emotions and feelings out of it and really look at the numbers, and without getting into a lot of you know, analysis and, and, and all the numbers that we went through, it was, it was clear to us that it would be beneficial if the territories were comprised non-geographically. Now, with that said, um, you know, it has its advantages and I, and I believe it has its cons. Uh, Elaine would hate to not work anywhere but Texas. But with that said, she, she has clients in, in New York, um, that yeah, quite a few in New York that she's obviously close and intimate with. I mean, that's where she was, that's where she she grew up. So she she likes to be able to have those. What we find is that throughout each individual state, a lot of the times they they have common buying themes. And what we didn't want to do is feel like our our account managers got into any type of um, habits. So, you know, if they were in New Jersey and they felt like schools in New Jersey only ordered one certain way, then they almost used it as a roadblock to not reach out to a lot of their schools. And what we did by making territories non-geographical is we, we were able to give them the tools because we do business with schools in every state. We're able to give them the tools and the references and the success stories, you know, and they kind of have you know, a, a more of a global look at their territory as a, as far as, you know, versus, you know, okay, um, I'm in Texas and that's where I am, right? Well, and I understand also that surely your representatives were all fighting over Texans because we're the best uh, customers. <laughs> uh, so I can see that yeah, that could cause some issues and you had to break that up. <laughs> I, you, there is a, a lot of truth to that. Uh, uh, a tremendous amount of truth to that and and I know because I control the territories and and I help reps inside of their individual territories and I can assure you I do not get a week at work that passes where I do not have a new rep or a rep come into my office and say is there any unassigned school 
schools in Texas that I can have. Yes, it's true. They all want me to leave so they can take mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm kind of curious, uh, just with, uh, you know, the way that budgets have been uh, pinched, especially in school districts, uh, really across the nation. Uh, has that been, uh, has that kind of put the pinch on you guys too, or has it been a really economic boon for you? I mean, it seems like maybe now that districts are being forced to really stretch their dollars, that maybe they're looking more towards CDI as an option. You mean all of our company's successes and on the shoulders of Elaine? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, just asking. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother waking up tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, I, you know, there's absolutely some truth to that to that statement. Um, obviously, over the course of the last few years and the economic pinch, uh, I have no doubt in my mind that that has been. I don't want to say that you know uh, we're we're swimming in a pot of gold uh, north of the border, um, but. <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's obviously, it's, it's helped people listen to our message. I think that where we may have been making phone calls or seeing people at trade shows four or five years ago, um, where, you know, to, to spend $1,200 on a brand new shiny computer was okay, um, because there wasn't the same budget constraints, um, and there wasn't the same focus on saving money, especially um, throughout the school district. Now we have those same people that are calling us. You know, it, it's amazing how quickly the tide can turn. And, and as much as our educational reps like to call people cell phones and leave five messages throughout the week, I apologize for that, Mark, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, we've almost turned into an inbound call center as much as we have an outbound call center. Um, school districts that I'm sure shut the door on our value proposition many of times have been calling us. And I, I get a lot of phone calls throughout the day and throughout the week, throughout the month that says, you know, Mike, we've heard about you for, you know, the last 10 or 12 years and we've never thought about it as an option. But, you know, we read an article about you or we saw you at the TCA show or we saw you at you know um the isti show and and we want to know more and our backs are up against the walls and 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 tell us you know how can you help us um and 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 that's great that i i think that that's i think that that's terrific i don't believe in our value proposition per se anymore now because budgets are tight i've always believed in our value proposition um and i think elaine has too or else you just wouldn't be able to be successful at the job um but has it helped us? Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said no. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're not proud of it from that point of view. Um, we, so, we just want to we want to put more technology in the hands of students. That's what our focus has been for the last 10 to 12 years. So, so what you're saying is you don't want to gloat that my budget got cut 20%. You want to keep it on the down low. <laughs> um, that's right. That's right. Well, I, and, I was going to tell him that he needs to – uh, probably get some more people hired in that call center because now that he's been on the Taiwan Tech, That's hundreds <laughs> of millions of people will be flooding in. I was going to say, we don't want to gloat that you know your budget has been cut, but every now and then we may want to hand deliver a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did want to uh, make a point about that. I think what. Um, serves the the refurb industry well not not necessarily your company but uh, the whole industry in general is there has been a general stagnation in hardware development you know for a long time there um Intel and AMD were in a race to come out with the fastest chip, and every month there was something new. But over the last four or five years, we've pretty much had the Intel dual core and quad core stuff, and and the top end is the the i7 stuff. But um, not only has there not been a lot of advances in hardware, but what users need have actually re reversed. Not uh, not only uh, not uh, been demanded, but reversed with with people moving online with things like Google Docs and and with the cloud becoming more uh, important in in the way we compute, we don't need these big, beefy quad-core i7s with 8 gigs of RAM uh, in a school. So you can take something that is uh, maybe outlived its usefulness in the corporate sector, but still has a lot of life in it mechanically, and, and your students don't need uh, the super high-end stuff. I know that um, I'm buying computers now. Um, that are way, way overpowered, and they're the weakest things I can buy. You know, I, I can't go out and find just a, a gigahertz single core anymore, even though that's all I need for browsing the web. Uh, right. I mean, you can't even buy a single core netbook anymore. They're all dual core now. 
Uh, so, uh, the, the idea that you can't do what you need to with a three-year-old laptop or a three-year-old computer, um, is, is no longer such a, a foothold in, in the mind of people. The only issue at this point is, are they mechanically durable enough? And your, your customer service policy sort of makes that a, a non-issue. If they're right. not, you're going to take care of it. Right. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. At, you know, at the end of the day, when I, when, I, when I visit clients or when Elaine visits clients or we talk to them, you know, I think one of our, our last messages always is, you know, you don't, don't take what we have to say to grant, you know, or for granted, you know, ask the people that have been working with us. Um, I know that when we do RFQs and we do large bids or we're even working on a, a simple quotation for maybe a mobile unit, um, we always train our, our account managers to put references in, in front of the people that are looking to do business with us, right? Um, we stand behind what we do, but there's no one better to talk to than people that have currently been working with us, currently are working with us. Um, we, we find that that's kind of um, where we've truly been successful. And at the end of the day, Mark, you mentioned it too, is that, you know, I think we, depending on whatever vendor you work with, um, there's always going to come a time with technology where mistakes get made or there's a warranty. I, I think it's about the course of actions that happen after that. And, and how well you're taking care of that, that really makes the difference between which vendor you want to work with for, you know, you know, the longevity of your career at the school or, or however long you're going to be in technology. You know, for me, I can go out to any retail store right now and go buy a brand new Dell netbook or a notebook if I wanted one for home. Now, I'm using that as an example. I wouldn't because obviously I'd, I would buy a computer from, from, where I work here, um, but price point, you know, within five to ten dollars, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saving any drastic amount of money. I'd, I'd rather make sure that I shop at the place where my service after that point of sale is going to be terrific. Um, well, you I bring up a good, a good point there. If I might uh, see, I've cut you off. That's what I'm famous for doing. So now you, <laughs> yes. you can feel special because I've cut you off like everybody else. Um, uh, can can an individual? purchase from you. You said you obviously you said you would because you work there, but some of our listeners aren't associated with a school and they just may want to get a good off lease uh, laptop for themselves. Is that an option? Absolutely. That's an option. And they're going to get that same sort of whatever it takes level of service afterwards being being just a one off guy. Yes. Yes. There you have it. Well, just, it makes sense. I mean, that's a great way to get your foot in the door anyways. I mean, you, you do something like that, and then uh, it just means more sales down the road anyways. Oh, yeah. Teachers already have been buying, so then the word gets out to the technology director, and then they start becoming fans, and then, you know what, that's the way in. You're right. That's the only way in sometimes. Some of our um, some of our largest success stories, I guess, if, for, for lack of a better term, have started off of uh, – you know, some terrific EPP programs that we run. Um, and those EPP programs could be, um, you know, a, a grandfather or a grandmother of a student at a school or for that matter, even anybody outside of a school. And we put together EPP programs so that, you know, everybody can share, um, you know, the concept of saving money but still receiving um, top-notch technology that will run everything they need it to run. Okay. That sounds like a good point to wrap this up. I think you just gave us our, our great final thought there. Um, is there anything that we've left out or anything you wanted to say that we didn't get around to? Um, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Elaine, you, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, CDI is a CDI is a company that's going to be in business for many more years to come. Um, uh, we, we truly care about every customer of ours. Um, and we back that up, um, by terrific service. Um, and we want to save people money and, and, and put more technology into the, into the hands of not only students, but for that matter, teachers and for that matter, friends and family. Well, I got to say, just thank you for coming on. And, uh, one, I've, I've heard, uh, a lot of marketing pitches, uh, a lot of people trying to sell things and they're, uh, I can't think of a time when they've been more open and honest about just what is going on behind the scenes. So definitely appreciate that. 
Not a problem at all. And, and, Our pleasure. And yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity to, to join the both of you today. You know what? This was a lot of fun. So yes. thanks, thanks for not picking on us too much either. <laughs> <laughs> I saved my picking for Sean. I yeah, pick yeah I was going to say, I think Mark's a little tired today. <laughs> oh, we got him on a good day. That's good. <laughs> but uh, thanks again for the opportunity. This has been terrific. It was a lot of fun. And yes. we appreciate you being with us. And once again, that was Elaine Robinette, account manager, and Michael McKean, sales manager for CDI Computer Dealers Incorporated. Uh, they're a company that I um, wanted to have on simply because I believe in them, not so much uh, because they paid me, because they didn't. It would be nice if they did, right. but they didn't. Um, and I want to always try to make that distinction with our listeners that there's the the, the endorsed um mentions the the people that pay us and we could use some more of those by the way if you want to pay us go right ahead yeah um and then there's just the stuff that i believe in and sometimes there there might seem like um a fanboy aspect particularly when you're dealing with a a company but uh um you know, these are people who've done right by me, and I thought I'd share them with the 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 Tightwad Tech listeners, just in the same way that I share tips of the week. How is that for a segue? Very nice, wow. very nice. That so, impressive. does that mean you have a tech tip this I week? Have, I mean, you're ready with one, I'm right? Ready. I got one. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, thank you, Seth, in the chat room uh, for this week's uh, tech tip of the week. Uh, it is a website called itsamples.com, uh, and it's just. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's this guy who's a programmer, uh, who's just sort of a general purpose tech weenie, and he writes stuff that he might need from time to time and throws it out there for free. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, probably several dozen different utilities, all very small things, um, uh, lots of password recoveries. Uh, I could have used one of these the other day. Uh, somebody asked me to recover the password for a locked Excel spreadsheet. And uh, there's one of the things there listed here that you can do that. If uh, if your grandmother has lost the password for um, um, MSN uh, Messenger, you can you've got he's got a tool there. If you uh, want to have a little widget that monitors your network activity, you've got that. If you want to learn something about uh, your hard drive metrics. There's a tool there for that. If you want uh, a tool that automatically synchronizes time, you've got that. These are all, as far as I can tell, Windows-based. Uh, actually, there's a couple pocket PC ones there. But again, uh, neat stuff that may or may not be of value to you, but uh, the things that you need, you'll be glad to have. And that's at itsamples.com. All right. Sounds good. I'm surprised you even gave that one away. Like you should have just kept all that stuff for your future tips of the week. I'll be honest with you. I considered it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'll jump in with the teacher tip of the week. And uh, it's not anything that's necessarily new, but uh, there's certainly something that seems to be growing. And that's education.skype.com. Uh, and that's uh, Skype's site for collaboration between teachers and classrooms. And uh, so it's a great site for teachers to go and uh, you know, just find other teachers who are looking to do some interesting things with Skype, connect classrooms, uh, you know, across regional areas or all the way around the globe. Um, uh, they and all, teachers are also sharing uh, projects and uh, lesson plans and things like that uh, on Skype in the classroom. Uh, this uh, this portion of their site or this uh, community that Skype has has grown to over ten thousand teachers now. So uh, even though uh, Mark and myself have known about it for a while now, uh, it really seems to uh, be taking off, and I'm hearing more and more about it here recently. So I uh, figured it was a good time to go ahead and throw it in and. Uh, uh, so all I can say is if you're a teacher out there and uh, you're looking to do something interesting and engaging and fun with your students, uh, check out Skype in the classroom. Yeah, we're big believers in Skype in general. Obviously, we use it for the show. We just did that interview uh, via Skype. But we, we try to um, promote it heavily in our school district as well. Uh, we're, like I, we've said a thousand times, we're a small school district. Um, you can walk from one uh, building to the building farthest away in about a minute. Um but we had a class uh, of high school students who Skyped into a class of kindergarten students and taught them a science lesson. Uh, and it was just much more convenient than moving 20 kindergartners or 20 uh, high school students, both of which can be rowdy and disruptive. Um, right. And it was just a handy way to do that. So from one room to another, they Skyped back and forth. And uh, we, we do a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, well, not a lot. We try to encourage a lot of that sort of stuff internally. But also, um, you never know when you might uh, 
be able to find somebody, uh, an expert around the world. I've, uh, you know, we've heard stories of, of uh, people Skyping in with troops uh, in in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq to talk about uh, modern uh, uh, politics. And there's there's all kinds of options out there. And uh, this is this directory is not just a U.S. directory. It's uh, all over the world. And so it's a, a great opportunity for you to find people to connect with. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when we uh, when we gave our teachers webcams and uh, and that was the big question. And it still is. I see that question out there all the time. Where do I find people to Skype with? You know, and how do I connect with another classroom and do this? And, uh, uh, you know, this is this is it. I mean, this is the place to start. So and just a a future plug, we will be interviewing somebody from uh, the Skype education uh, project uh, in the coming future. Right. I think I think I've already got that one scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, yeah, we've got somebody coming on, and uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how quickly they got back with me. So that was a very great, and I'm really anxious to talk to them. I think it'll be a great interview. And so, if you want to uh, give us great ideas like that of who we can interview and who we can talk to, where can you people go to do that, Sean? Uh, well, they can start out at the website. I think that's the best place, and that's thetightwadtech.com. That's uh, www com. But, you know, we're also social guys, Mark. So where could they find us if they are, they're kind of social people? Well, if you're a Twitter type person, uh, we are at the Tightwad Tech or twitter.com slash the Tightwad Tech. Or if you're one of the half a billion Facebook users in the world, uh, you can find us there at facebook.com slash the Tightwad Tech. But really, the, the real information where people, uh, invest their time and effort is in our website at, uh, the Tightwad Tech.com. Another great thing that you can find there at that website is a way for your voice to be heard on our show. And that's our call widget, uh, where you can, uh, have Google Voice call you and you can leave us a message that we will play on the show especially if it's insulting sean (laughs) they're not gonna come after me no no (laughs) they always come after me so i guess now is the time that i have to say that was a great show I think so. I think this time I agree with you. Right. Of course, I always think they're all great shows. Otherwise, I wouldn't put them out. Honestly, <laughs> uh, let me just say that I wouldn't put out a show that I didn't think was a good one. So I, I yeah, I can vouch for you there. I, I know Mark's a real picky guy, um, and hopefully that pickiness uh, works out in the end. So Absolutely. thanks for being with us, folks, and we'll see you next week. And for now, this is Mark signing off and Sean signing off. <laughs>